0: Christy Murray, if I were a first-time buyer looking to engage a buyer's agent slash advocate, what are the steps involved from start to finish? Can I just point out um, terminology-wise, buyer's agent, buyer's advocate are one and the same thing. I think a lot of people get confused by that. I feel like New South Wales has buyer's agent a lot more. Uh, down here in Victoria, advocate's more the, the go-to word. But just to clarify on that as a starting point, the yeah, steps it's, involved it's start bit like to finish. It's Poll. What's stoby pole?
1: You know what a stoby pole is? No, it's a power line pole. But
0: uh,
1: uh, so I know the word power line. But what does stoby mean? I'm googling. It's a stoby line pole, a stoby pole. So I think it was Adelaide where I learnt the word stoby. But yeah, any case, buyer's agent, buyer's advocate, same thing. Yeah.
0: One of the same. Hmm. So, in terms of the steps start to finish, well, it depends in what capacity you engage them in. There's mainly two capacities that you would engage. So, just as a starting point, there are two key capacities that you would work with an advocate. One is when you identify a property that's most likely on market that you would want negotiated or you want the advocate to bid on for, and that's probably a It's not as high touch. It's quite a quick process. They sort of inspect it, assess it and act on it for you. Whereas what most people would identify as a full service of work is a lot more involved. It's sourcing all options, inspecting, doing pricing reports on everything, um, identifying areas, like it's a lot more involved and it's an end-to-end process where you basically don't need to do anything except inspect the properties and decide which ones you like. That's, you know, a, a, lot, um, a lot of outsourcing to a professional where you just sort of get to enjoy the good parts and make, make the key decisions.
1: Yeah, totally. Is that how you so, see it, John? I think um is Christie saying first home buyer as in I'm going to live in it I want to to make it my principal place of residence in the short term? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically
0: first yeah. home buyer. Okay, so. yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, essentially, there's a there's an element of emotion and a, an element of logic and research. So the buyer's agent brings the the research and the logic into it, and the and the owner Christy brings the emotion. This is what I want. This is the locations. These are the these are the things that I prioritize in my in my place. This is what I need. And then jointly you go about it together. But essentially, the buyer's agent is doing the, the heavy lifting for you and uh, and you're, as you said, inspecting the properties and saying yes, no or otherwise.
0: Yeah. And ultimately you own the property. So you would sign any legal documents related to the property. You know, It's your decision as to what you purchase, but that advocate or agent is very much there to be the voice of reason. And in many cases, steer you away from some pretty big mistakes or at the very least educate you. If you really like a property, but you know, there's a couple of key things wrong with it. It's outlining all those things that are wrong so that you're making a really informed decision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and we do the occasional owner ock, but a lot of it is investing. But you're more in that owner oc space, Emily. Do you have to find that balance between emotionally, this is what I want to live in and I'm the one paying for it versus you coming in and saying, Well, Actually, no, I think this is a dog's breakfast because of X, Y, Z.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, So, we strictly just buy places that people live in. So, a lot of emotional uh, drive in there. There's only been ever one client who went really against my advice um, and bought something that, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad property. I just thought there was another property that would have been better. Now, they made the decision and they still stick by their decision. They love the property and that's that element where, you know, it's their personal preference of what they want versus my professional opinion of what could be better. But, yeah, you are constantly battling between head and heart and, um, yeah, we've got to focus on making sure it's a really good choice for the long-term future of, you know, what they're trying to create.
1: Yeah, totally because a lot of the owner rocks that we do, have that investment mindset. They're like, okay, I'm going to live in it for the short term, but I want it to be investment. So I hope it grows in value so I can then continue to invest. So a lot of it's more in that research side growth perspective versus uh, I'm only going to be living in it for a, a short term. So I don't really need to to have the, the bells and whistles. Yeah, for sure.
0: Always a balance. And I think understanding the purpose of your purchase is the first question I always ask what is the purpose of this purchase if the long-term purpose is investment then take away all the fluff and nice stuff and focus on the numbers if it's this is our forever home for or at least the 10 15 year plan then focus on you know having those key attributes of what you definitely need to make it a forever home